This is London. Germany has intensified her attacks on British shipping in the Channel with speedy short-range dive bombers and torpedo-carrying seaplanes, in addition to high-altitude bombers. The Air Ministry announces that 22 enemy aircraft, 13 bombers, a seaplane, and eight of their fighter escorts were destroyed in operations around the British coast yesterday. Many other German planes were thought to be severely damaged. Only four British fighters were shot down. Despite these losses, some 64 planes in six days, another large formation of German bombers was over England during the night. A number of bombs were dropped and a hit scored on a huge gas tank. One district on the east coast was raided four times in one day. Civilian casualties are said to be few. Again this morning, German raiders attempted to fly inland in southeast England. They turned back several times when British fighters were sighted. Heavy explosions coming from the French coast near Boulogne shook the ground on the British side of the channel last night. German searchlights were in action as well as pom-pom and anti-aircraft fire. Apparently, the Royal Air Force was again dumping its heavy bomb loads on German-occupied territory. We have no news of any losses of British bombers. Britain has a new ally in this war. Haile Selassie, former emperor of Abyssinia, has been assured of Abyssinia's independence when the war is won by Britain. This fact emerged from a reply by the Foreign Undersecretary in the House of Commons. British and Abyssinian forces will coordinate their activities against the Italians. Today, the Ministry of Information launches its Sealed Lips campaign. Press, posters, and radio urge everyone to join Britain's silent column. Citizens are told that the government tells them the truth, that they shouldn't listen to rumors or pass them on, shouldn't discuss troop movements, the location of factories or aerodromes, never pass on information about the location or extent of air raid damage, shouldn't discuss or discuss and pass on enemy broadcasts. This new campaign is none too well received by the press. The Daily Herald advocates a candid column. The best way to kill rumor and gossip, it says, is to tell the public as much as possible of the truth about the war. The Daily Mail advises the Minister of Information that if he is to kill rumor, he must put something in its place. He must give the people the facts. Mr. Duff Cooper has said that the question of, quote, an improved censorship, unquote, is still undecided. At the same time, he has promised that there is no intention to interfere with the expression of opinion. But the Daily Mail points out that you can't express opinion on the news if the news itself is suppressed. Another campaign on the home front launched today is the drive to produce more food. Government scientists have worked out a minimum iron ration of homegrown food, and the farms of Britain must produce this ration, if necessary, under direct orders of the government. The Minister of Agriculture said last night, tens of millions of people on the continent of Europe will soon face the danger of starvation. Many millions may well perish. Mr. Hudson said that Britain had adequate reserves of food, but must look forward to the winter in the next year. His forecast of famine in Europe indicated that, in his opinion, civilian suffering in Europe has hardly started. His speech reminded me of a line in a play. This is only putting your little finger in cold water. Wait, you may yet have to put your head in fire. The prediction this morning is that the government scheme for the evacuation of children from Britain to the dominions in the United States has been postponed indefinitely. It is expected that an official announcement to this effect will be made in the House of Commons next week. Shipping difficulties and dangers of the sea voyage are said to have influenced the Cabinet's decision. If the scheme is cancelled, as predicted, there will be bitter disappointment in many British homes. We are told that the American Committee is proceeding with its plans to provide American hospitality for British children. 
I'm indebted to an English publication for reminding me of the lines inscribed on the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. The statue, you will remember, faces toward Europe. And the inscription reads, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed, to me. It might be well to remember that not all of the homeless, cold and hungry in Europe next winter, will be found in Britain. I return you now to CBS in New York.